All right, I'd really like to welcome Carrie Snyder. Thanks very much, Carrie, for uh, joining me tonight and chatting with me about your recent experience at the Autumn Open. How are you? I am fantastic, JB. Thanks for inviting me. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So, um, you know, congratulations on your recent win at the Autumn Open. Um, I got a chance to watch about uh, the first 10 games, I think, of the uh, of the finals haven't had a chance to finish it yet I've, I've been a little bit busy which is a shame because i really do want to sit down and watch it and really watch it yeah. um so it was an interesting final i mean this is a, this is a, a format i've certainly never bowled in um and so it i'm sure it feels different from pretty much anything else running out there and just by looking at the scoreboard, uh, we can see that Carrie tried really hard to pick your pocket right at the end there. Oh, yeah. Um, what was so were you feeling him coming for you uh, as it was getting into that last game? Or did you not notice how close it was until it was over? Well, I, Carrie and I played the very first game. Right. And he started with a six bagger and I yeah. started with an eight bagger. Yeah. And uh, that we talked after that game ended up being the difference 15 games later. Uh, easy. Oh, to- that's true. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's if your he 50 that right game. There. He gets the 50 point win and he wins the tournament. Yeah. But there's so much happens between game one and game 15. You know, I, um, I must say, I I really didn't expect, I thought I could qualify to make the top 40. I did not expect or to make the top 16. I knew I was capable, but I hadn't made a cut in my last six or seven or maybe even eight tries at making cuts. I've, I had some good tournaments. Regina, I averaged 270, never made the cut. I think they're either Edmonton or Red, Red Deer, I averaged... Uh, 260, 265, didn't make the cut. And I think I was 34th out of 32. And I didn't get any enjoyment out of being close. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I, it had crossed my mind if I didn't make any cuts this year that maybe I should stop trying because <laughs> it, oh, wow. it was a lot of, uh, a lot of times of missing and failure. And so, um, and it weighed heavy on me. So this tournament, I guess back to answer your question, I watched the board pretty much the whole time I would go, but I never got nervous, never. I didn't expect to win. I didn't expect to make the 16s. So I felt like I was on a free roll or free money. So, but it's interesting because you asked if I noticed Carrie catching me and I will say the first 14 games, it's a 15 game final. The first 14, I had a peace and a calmness and I just focused on me. I started getting a bit of a following a couple of my friend bowlers like uh, Danny Gumbach, uh, Mike West, uh, Michael West. There was a couple others kind of following me and uh, and game 15, I got nervous, right at this, like, people are telling me, Carrie, you, like, you won. And, uh, and I felt okay, I threw, so game 15, I threw a strike in frame one and a strike in frame two. And I'm feeling good. Yeah. I plowed 
frame three, which I'm fine. But then I went through the hole, through the hole, and I Ooh. panicked. I was oh, like, I can imagine. because I hadn't done that all tournament. So that means those are bad shots. I missed my spot by a lot, counted nothing. And I panned. Terry Kreitz was on some strikes about six lanes down. So then I struck in four, struck in five, and I plowed in six. And and now I'm panicking. And I'm uh, so there was Bradley Tiggett and Terry Kreitz that had a chance of catching me. Bradley yeah. Tiggett was to my right, and he he just came off a big game and he was yeah. doing nothing. And Rich Weber was had a good lead on him, and he was over a hundred behind me. So I knew. I'm in good shape there, but I keep hearing cheering on like three and four and Kerry Kreitz is on fire. And I don't know how far he is behind me. And I got Danny Gumbach saying, Kerry, by the sixth frame where I plowed, they said it's over. Like you just, if, if you just make it to the 10th frame, you win. And, uh, but I actually, they told me I'd won in the sixth frame and I walked, I walked over and did the math and, Kerry struck out eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 to get within 40 of me. Yeah. So, so for, um, yeah, for the folks, for the folks listening, uh, you know, <laughs> it's going to be funny to say this. So you finished those last three games uh, right around 700. Uh, you were, I mean, you were up a lot. You were up like 180 something, 190, well, more, I guess, 230 ish. Yeah. Um, but you know, you don't win and he wins, which is what happened. Yeah. And suddenly that 230 pin lead is only 180. Right. Uh, and, and, so and he over. and he nearly did it. I mean, he yeah. he, you know, 330 to 207 to get make it within 45 pins. Yeah. He throws a 400. I throw a 200. He wins, I lose. Right. He catches the 230 points. And that yeah. happens. That yeah, we've absolutely happen in this thing. Well, and I gotta think, especially. So what was it like for you? Um, I mean, you know, you get over the shock of, of throwing three decent shots and two very interesting ones and being like 55 in three. Um, but then you throw the next two. So after that fifth frame, are you thinking, oh, okay, you know, I'm back to normal. The calm has returned, all that good stuff. I hadn't... I. I... I didn't, like I said, the first 14 games, I just wasn't nervous. The 15th game, I just, it hit me that I can win the autumn open. And I wasn't thinking that the first 14 games, I was just bowling. Mm -hmm. I was the right. I was in the moment of every shot. I had to throw a strike. I tried to throw a strike. I had to throw a spare. I tried to throw a spare. I had to pick my wood. And I know I wasn't thinking about the finish. I was just, in the moment thinking about each shot and then in game 15 this pressure and intensity and that's hit me before at other tournaments way earlier but here all of a sudden I got nervous and I was thinking about the finish instead of thinking about each ball right he was thinking about I'm this close to winning the autumn open and I've got people telling me you've won and I I didn't 
until I did the math that I knew I won, uh, then I started enjoying me it. And I was right. bowling Mark Miller my last game, and he was just oh, well, I was terrible, and he was yeah. beating me, and uh, he beat me by a lot. But he was so gracious. He he ended up um, really taking his time because he wanted me to come off, uh, be the last one on the lanes. So the gallery that are watching got to, I, ah, I got that's to nice. all the tournament and that's hard to do. when there's some slow bowlers out there, like my good friend, Adam Weber, yep. um, Mark Miller saying, geez, I'm trying to slow down, but Adam's so slow. He's still going to be the last one. Absolutely. And, uh, but, but anyway, I, um, I got up in the 10th frame already had one. I think I had a spare on nine and, um, I threw a chop in 10, spared it, and then plowed a head pin and had my moment. Right. Wow. So did the, did the panic, well, panic may be too strong, but did, the, did losing that ability to stay in the moment start at the beginning of that last game? Or did you start to feel it when maybe the first ball went through the hole? I think I started getting, and panic was the right word. I okay. panicked. I panicked in the third frame when it went okay. through the hole, but I started feeling nervous at the start of game 15. Um, but I think I stayed in the moment, got my strike in one, being nervous, which you can do. You can be nervous and right. strikes, and uh, lots of us have done it. Second frame, I think I was nervous through a strike. Um and then the third frame, I plowed, which is okay, but like nervous to panic was through the hole, through the hole. That right, because I, I got to think after that first ball. I mean, yeah, you're you're you'd like to do better, but you know what? If if I told you that you would be at two fifteen in the ninth and get up in the tenth frame and 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 that's how you were going to finish the tournament, you'd probably feel like, yeah, you know what? In that situation, I'll take that. That's probably, I probably got a good shot at at least 245. I like my chances of winning. I might yeah. even win my match if I get a bit lucky with 245. No right. problem. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I mean, there's a big, it, it doesn't seem like it, but it feels like a big difference between 75 and the third and 55 and the third. Well, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and, um, and I stopped being in the moment I start, and what happens for me is I go fast. I want to get right. up quicker. My pace, my everything's different, and uh, you're nervous, and you're and you're you're. I'm waiting to get on the lane, which I never did all tournament. Once I get to the lane, I'm quick, um, and mm. it, it's just sure you can still throw some good shots in there, um, but my it, it's it's all up here, right? right. Um, and the muscle memory for bowling, like you, you know what to do. Yeah. It, it's a pretty easy game. Not always easy to score well or do well, but the basics of it are easy. Right. I but keep short. Start. I keep short changing you sixty and third, but yeah. um, and that fifteen feels like a, I don't know why that fifteen feels like such a big difference. It just must be the shock. Yeah, it, it was the shock. The of third not, shot, at least. It was the shock of not. A, being anywhere near where I was like I hitting the left three two for me was such a easy shot all day long so to miss it and go through the hole twice in a row was uh it was nerve-wracking mm, I can imagine now con contrast that with you you mentioned that earlier I think you said earlier in the final round you had a stretch where you missed a bunch of corner pin spares in succession yeah. 
That was in the qualifying, the first. Oh, your first shift. Okay. Yeah. I was pretty good. Not great, but I would have said 70, 75% in corner spares in the finals. Um, I I really don't know, but I was, it wasn't horrible. It was the first qualifying round. I would think I missed less than half. Um, Maybe the second eight game block I hit, got that up to about 60%. And then, um, and then this, this 15 game block, I I'm guessing I was 70, 75% on corners Mm. and and now, but I'd only bowled 12 games before I'd only bowled 12 games really in 20 months mm. um, leading up to the autumn open. So I just wasn't sharp, but you bowl eight games, you bowl another eight games. Now you're feeling better about things. So, um, but lots of times missing those corners early on, missing that many quarters in a row, there's a lot, sometimes you don't even make the cut. And I, made it right. by i don't know 30 40 points uh yeah so the is that the set where you shot the 21 22 that got you in or yeah because i 22 was my first eight game i finished 22nd yeah. and um around probably i picked a corner spare in my 400 because i went uh how did that go i went strike corner spare chop spare nine bagger for 400 and then games three, four, five, and six, I missed. It might have been just games three, four, and five, but it was either games three, four, five, and six, or three, four, and five. I missed six consecutive corner spares. Okay, it was in there. And struck every time. I was throwing the ball well. I just was missing spares. Right. And, and but I was still scoring because I'd come. The four hundred gives you some leeway. Right. right? So it it masks some mistakes. So those six corner spares, like I, I think I missed two corner spares on my 321 game. Yeah. So for again, for people listening, in that 2122 set, you had two games that added a 721. Yeah. And the rest were, you know, okay, but not gonna not gonna make you rich. No so it really was those two over, big games that no, that carried no that set for you. Over, no other game over 260. Yeah. And so what, so, okay. You've, you've bowled 12 games in 20 months. You come up, um, you start off with a 240 with a 257 in that series. And then the 400 starts. So, um, and then I when start- in that 400, did you start feeling like this is, this is, I got something going here. All right. Like it just felt good right away. I, I actually thought the, Okay, so let's go back to the 257. Oh, even better. All right. The first frame of the first game, I go pitch left, pitch left, pitch left, five. So my first frame, I count five. Excellent. Frames two to nine, I hit the side every time. I'm on a three-bagger coming into 10, and I go pitch, pitch, pitch for 10. So, like, if I finish the 10th frame, that's a three something, even a corner spare hit, it's probably 290. Um, So I have a five in frame one, a 10 in frame two with a great two to nine, all strikes and spares. So then I felt, well, I was just, (laughs) 
I was happy with the game, disgusted with the 10th frame. Right. Because, but you can build on that. I felt like I was throwing the ball good. Then I go strike, corner spare, chop spare, and then I start striking. And it came just easy. Like, it just everything's mm. going. And then the next game, I start strike, strike. So I, I'm on 11 in a row. And I think I said on the second frame of the third game, when I'm on 11 in a row, I said, I may never stop. And then I right. missed the next one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's So that's interesting there. Did you now... I know that um, I'm not a big game bowler, so um, at least not yet. And uh, I, I still hope to be one one day, but I'm really more of a, if I do well, it's sort of shooting consistent 260s, 270s and not a lot of big games. Part of it is I think I feel, I haven't quite felt comfortable on a roll. It's sort of, I, 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 keep kind of in the back of my mind still looking waiting for the shoe to drop and waiting for it to end um or i try to push it out of my mind instead of just allowing myself to stay calm right it's sort of that that difference between actually relaxing and getting stuck trying to relax yeah so i you know i start talking about the score i start thinking about it and then yeah it's over did it feel like that for you that you started thinking about what was going to happen and then the switch went off? No, I, when I, this particular tournament, it never, usually when I'm striking, unless they're really bad shots with thin hits, um, I just feel like I'm in a zone and I just keep trying, I expect to strike. Hmm. Even um, I've bowled once since the tournament and you kind of, you got confidence and like I, I started one game just Monday night, five bagger corner spare double. And I thought like, I expected, I walked up to a buddy of mine and said, I'll, I fully expect to bang out here for four 20 or whatever. I didn't, I plowed, I think, or pitched or something, but when I'm, when I'm throwing it well, I just expect it to keep going that way. So then when you missed all those corners, um, you know, it clearly, it didn't feel as bad at that moment as the panic you felt no. in the third frame of game 15. Can you, can you account for that at all? Can you, can you describe how that felt different for you? Why you didn't, you know, why your, your temper didn't take over on say the fourth missed corner? Because I knew I wasn't sharp. Um, I knew I was rolling a good strike ball. Uh, I was definitely disappointed in missing all these corner spares, but I knew I wasn't sharp. My, like I said, the 400, it hides a lot of mistakes. Yeah. So, if I didn't have that 400 and I started 250, 250, and then started missing all, that would have been a whole different story because I wasn't in the cut line with the 400. I was in good shape. So I just, and I was throwing lots of strikes. So I, w- I knew I was in good shape. So panic where I would have panicked is if I started missing the corners and I dropped out of the cut line knowing I have to throw a big game and a bunch of strikes and then you need to be sharp and make everything right. Um, or incredibly lucky either way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, my mindset was, I just was still throwing the ball. Well, 
Right. So when you say you knew you weren't sharp, so I can imagine two things happening to you. One, the 400 essentially, you know, you can just say, well, it's like, it's like I just got 150 pin head start on everybody at the start of this shift. So, you yeah. know, uh, that, that, that's going to hide a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And second, I guess if you came in with no expectation of being particularly sharp, then not feeling sharp probably wasn't a surprise to you. It didn't, right. it didn't it make wasn't. you think yeah. what the hell's going on. It's just like, oh, okay, this is kind of what I expected. Let's see if I have enough to hold on. And let's see if, let's see how many other people feel the same way. Cause a bunch of people are probably in the same boat. Yeah, I was, um, you know, I threw a lot of strikes and strikes hide mistakes. Yeah. So, um, the after the 400 the 232 and the 246 i still threw a lot of strikes but i was missing those corners i would say i probably missed two corner spares in the 232 two corner spares in the 246 and then two corner spares in the 321 and the 321 i think i finished with a five bag i was gonna say um, yeah the difference there has just got to be a five bagger instead of two doubles or a six yeah. bagger instead of a triple and a double and then the following game, the 238, I threw a bad game, but I think I I for sure banged out 10, potentially 9-10. But the 238 was, and then I was cruising. Like I people like I knew I needed, I actually thought after game six, I I would have only needed 400 for my last two. It is, and I would have needed, I sh- and I only shot 428. I was going to say, yeah. And that, and the numbers I have here, you, you, you snuck in by 21. So um, um, 2101 is the cut line I have here on the final, like the overall consolidated. I don't know how it was for just that one shift. Right. And um, overall consolidated was 2101. Yeah. So I only made yeah. the cut by 20 points. Yeah. And, um, and I, and then in, uh, I know game eight where I shot 205, it was just a not a well played game. And I plowed, oh no, that's the, that's the next shift. Um, mm. I, I probably gotten a few plows. But I know the the second eight game qualifying to make the top 16. Um, and I barely made that too. It's funny. I qualified sixth out of the 40, but sixth to 16th was 42 pins. Mm. That's like that's two frames. Yeah. Right. And um, and I got in, I plowed five, six, and seven, and I ended up like striking nine, 10, and 11 to kind of get, not knowing that you needed that. I just knew right. I needed something. So was, so, you know, you, you had this huge game, the last six, you had a, a big one out of the last six, you shoot 666 for the last three. Um, are you at that point, do you walk out of there? Like, how do you feel when you walk out of there? Is that I got away with something? Was that, gee, well, that I'm glad like, that I hung on. That was the yeah. first shift of the tournament. So yeah. um, we're our own, many bowlers are our own worst enemies. And we think we're, I left there. I think I was sixth in the shift and everyone was thinking the cut was going to be between 2190 and 20 or sorry. 2090 and 2110 
every person I talked to said, you're good with that score. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel safe. And oh, I wanted I this. If I shot 2140, I would have felt fine. I would have never worried. But 2122, and and I think I left some wood on the lane. Like I think I did something dumb in 10 where I left like five or 10. I might have been on a strike or a spare. And I just had I finished. I didn't feel out of I didn't walk out of there feeling good. Mm. But before the tournament, if you would have said, Carrie, you're going to have 21-22, I would have said, yeah, maybe I'll take that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I don't, I haven't had, we haven't bowled in 20 months. Um, 260, what would have that been? 265 average. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. So yeah. um, the way I did it, I didn't feel good leaving the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Everyone told me a lot of bowlers that have done a lot of these, they said, you're going to make it, you're in, but you never know until you're in. And right. And it's very easy for somebody to listen to somebody tell you you're in. Yeah. But so, I mean, you know, they don't, I mean, I was going to say they don't care. That's maybe a bit harsh, but they like they're know. not, they're not in your head. Yeah. And they don't know either. No one knows. So I, I watched the second shift. I followed the scores from home. And then I came back to play the four player Friday night. And I was in good shape after two shifts. I I can't quite remember, but I think I was tied for 12th or 13th. Mm -hmm. Half the shifts are done and I, or it might've been 13th and 14th. I was, and I felt pretty good. Like I'm going, okay, that should make it. And then after three shifts, I can't quite remember. Um, the after three shifts i think i was around 22nd 25 right here so i'm looking here yeah after three shifts uh you and ryan o'callahan hi ryan yeah. uh we're sitting 22nd yeah and so at that point at that point 40th was 2058 right so we're going it looks good, but it's still yeah. not good. But I'd already decided I'm not bowling another shift. I, I decided Friday, I'm not bowling Saturday. Mm. Uh, and then I just, you know, I had a fun Saturday. I relaxed, I bowled and I'm, I wasn't in bowling shape. I am getting older. I'm 49. Um, my leg was a little sore. And uh, so I just, I think I was, wa- I was watching Netflix on the couch, but I had my laptop beside me. Right watching the scores. Watch the scores roll in yeah yeah and um at one point i can't remember game three four five my score dropped to about 39th consolidated mm-hmm. 38th 39th and i'm going oh no ended up being 20 what did it end up being uh tie 22nd i think uh oh at the very end you were tied 30 tied 30 yeah yeah, yeah. tied 30 so um that uh like it's just so weird to say it's like you're tied 30 so that's 10 spots ahead but it was only 20 pins i made it by 21 pins so it's just so close like kevin holdsworth missed by one point victor uh forbear four points like and and brad and justin were the cut like it's just yeah and even i mean there was quite a bunch there so i mean looking up 20 ahead of you was 23rd and then there was a big jump to 22nd yeah. so i mean there was 40 pins separating the bottom half more or less yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, and as you say, that's one well-placed strike. Yeah, exactly. And one break and, and I'll yeah. tell you, um, a lot of people talked about getting tapped. I remember getting tapped three times all tournament once in the first shift that I thought it was a guaranteed strike once in the second shift that I thought was a guaranteed strike and once in the final 15 games that so like in 31 games I remember getting tapped three times and I guarantee you I got more breaks that turned into strikes than three right so um my, so once just, again feeling like I'm, I'm playing with the casino's money at this point yeah like yeah. it's just and a few people just that mentioned you got good role in the ball you're getting away with stuff and uh and like there's just so many things I just learned so much there's so much luck you need to I I bowled well and I put pressure on people in the final 15 but I'll tell you I'm there were three instances two for sure maybe three um when I played Adam Weber in about game nine it was game nine I shot 291 yeah got 288 so I tried mm. to always um let the other person go first and bowl one frame and then I bowl two 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 and two and they'd always have to finish so about yeah. 12 of the 15 games I got to have my opponent go first yeah. and uh, so I won a lot of coin tosses and some people later in the tournament didn't care they'd just say where do you want me to go so I like that but nice. Adam I asked Adam to go first and uh so he's on a he goes up he's leading he's got a strike in nine and uh I'm behind and I go up I think I do a spare in nine and I strike 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 10 so I bang out to force him to do something in 10. He throws one of his great Adam Weber shots in the pocket, no doubter, corner doesn't move. And then he flashes the spare, he misses it. And wow. And I win by three. Right. So first and again, all, right there, there's your, there's 47 right there. There's your well, there's the, yeah, <laughs> that, 53, there's 53. There's your win. And, and he deserves the strike and I'm, I yeah. lose that match. And, uh, and then in game, is it, I played Dexter in game 12. Yeah, I see it here. I, oh, yeah, that's another close one. And um, same thing, Dexter's pretty much ahead the whole match. It's close, like it's close. And um, Dexter's on a strike in nine. I go up in nine, 10 behind and I think I go spare strike 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 to force him to do something and if he, strike it's over he can do spare and a hit and he beats me and he he blows by and then just nicks the head pin the head pin falls over and the match is over he still would have had to spare that and I think make a hit or something but um so what I can feel good about is I banged out those two matches to force right. someone to do something. So you feel good about that, but like Adam should have beat me. His ball was so perfect. And that's just luck. Right. That's a break on it. And, and then Dexter, you don't expect Dexter to pitch and, and not spare. Like I, it just, he, he was low in the standings. 
he wasn't bowling his best. So I just got a break there, but either of those matches go the other way. Um, and different people were beating different people to help me. Like Kerry Kreitz averaged the most out of everyone in the 50 yeah. games. He averaged 290. Game one, I start with an eight bagger against him. Game two, Adam Weber starts a six bagger against him. So Kerry Kreitz shoots um, six. 45 is first two and has two losses. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, he, and he, he lost to 265. I mean, he really only had one stretch where he, you know, he only shot in the low 700s for three. Yeah. And otherwise he was, he was pretty much on fire the whole time. He was the best bowler all weekend. I think Len Anseth walked up to me about game two or three of the first qualifying shift and said, Kerry Kreitz is going to win this tournament. Yeah, and he damn near did. And he won the doubles and he won shifted. He bowled great in the forties and then he, he bowled the best. And there were a lot of people that bowled well though. That Bradley Tiggett bowled incredible. Yeah. Colton bowled incredible. Yeah. Um, he was the one that I saw a lot that I hadn't seen at Colton bowl before. And that was uh, that was an eye opener for me. And then Sylvanus, like if you look at Sylvan, might have been the most consistent out of everyone. Him oh, yeah, and- I'm looking at the score line here, and he had one, he had one mediocre game, and otherwise he was two forty nine and up, yeah. averaging two, averaging two seventy eight. Nothing just, big, nothing big, yeah. nothing small. Exactly. Yeah, he did, he didn't throw a game over three twenty six and averaged two seventy eight. Lowest to his highest was a hundred points. Two twenty six. That's amazing. Three twenty six yeah. for fifteen games. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, one thing I'm definitely getting from you recounting your your experience is um, that you felt it seemed like it was easy for you. Maybe it's too much, but it was relatively easy for you to see the good things that were happening to you. And that helped you get through the bad things that were happening to you, like five hole, hole, you know, punch hole, hole, or pitching three times twice in the same game in your first game, just getting there. Like, what am I even doing here? This this is a great start or missing six corner pins in, in succession. So I see you nodding. Can you, can you explain that? Can you, was that a, was that something that you came in saying to yourself, this is how I want to approach this weekend, or did it just kind of happen by accident that you found it easier to see the bright side and to see the the, the good luck that you were getting throughout? Well, my life's changed a lot over my bowling life and Mm -hmm. I was very competitive in my twenties and I I had a very hot temper and if things didn't go my way early, I could fall apart. I, but I had a lot of talent back then and I could sometimes bring it back. A lot of times um, I I would focus on where I got robbed, where I threw a great shot, didn't get a corner or, or if I missed a spare, I'd let it affect um, the future shots and games. Um, you know, with the pandemic and with COVID, not that I want to get into any of that, but, um, there's a, I have a lot to be thankful for. And I think the whole bowling community was very happy just to have a chance to be together and bowl again. Like there was a thankfulness of people just competing again. It's been a long go for a lot of people. Um, 
I was excited to bowl and I like, like how I'd kind of talk to myself is, you know, as you get older, you have, you can have less, less chances to be competitive and do, I don't really do too much that's competitive anymore. And, um, so I just, you'd like to test yourself and see how you do. And the truth is JB, I just got fortunate. I had a 400 in my second game of the first shift and I was freewheeling. Right. Not everyone, if I, if that game's a 250 and I'm pressing all of a sudden the corner spares are pissing me off Yes, and, and, uh, and I'm looking at the negative, but I, I just was fortunate. And, but what I will say is this was a breakout, like supernatural experience for me. And it has given me confidence and perspective. And I've always looked at myself as needing to do more. And if I'm only hitting 75%, I, I'm upset with myself. If I'm only sparing 65%, I'm upset with myself. I got to watch other great bowlers be human and miss some spare. And I, I actually noticed some of the best bowlers missing the head pin, missing spares. I don't usually even pick up or notice on that. But because I was freewheeling and taking everything in, pretty thankful to be bowling and competing again, I noticed um, – that it's not only me missing the head pin, not only me missing corners, although I missed a lot and maybe more than most, but um, I, it, gave, it, it made me just feel really calm the whole, the whole tournament, but it has so much to do with that 400 in the second game. Like I, I must say, I just, I really felt no pressure. Um, and then once I, I felt really good in the second, the forties, um, where am I here? Yeah. I came out of the gate with the three, like three eleven, like I just bowled good. Like I averaged two seventy. I never, another thing I, I probably hit 80. I would say I hit the head pin 80 to 85% on the first ball for the week. Um, I didn't get into head pin trouble. Like I wouldn't, mm. I, I don't know that I plowed two times in a row more than twice the whole 31 games. But what I will say on game 16, so my eighth game of the, of the forties, I plowed oh, okay. yeah. eight game of the forties. I like, you knew you had the bowl and, um, I plowed five, six, and seven, and and I was just, wow. I was like, oh no, this is like I'm in trouble, right. and uh, that was probably the third plow in a row was the most upset I was, and I didn't blow up like I have in the past, but I was not happy. <laughs> um, and then I think I had a spare and eight, a strike in nine, strike ten, strike eleven, and and a. I don't know, a chop or something on 12. Right. That, so that's what got you to 264. Yeah. So, and I started out, the first four frames were like strike, chop, spare. I think I went strike, 12 spare, 12 spare, strike. Yeah, plow, that feels plow, fine. Plow. Yeah. Like strike, yeah. 12 spare, 12 spare, strike. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm cruising. 
And then plow five, plow six, plow seven. Now I'm at, I don't know, but probably around 160 after seven. And, um, and then I go spare strike, strike. I can't remember if I went double in 10 or single, but I knew the first strike in 10, I knew I was in. Right. And uh, so when you, like I, I don't know, I, I look at, I, that was a good call. When I look at those scores, I like, I'm proud of that shift. I, I, I'm not a two yeah. bowler. Yeah. And, so again, for the people listening, it's uh what an eight forty triple and then a six seventy double in the middle and then finish with another 800 triple. So, yeah. I mean, if I throw two 800 triples in an eight game set, I like my chances. Yeah. Yeah. And it just felt good. And I spared better, not great, but I would have went from maybe, 40% corner spares to 60, 65. And I was hitting, I was hitting, I wasn't plowing. Um, I wasn't getting bad breaks. So mm-hmm. it's like, if anything, I was getting for like there was some thick and thin shots that were going for me, just the right speed, the right rotation. And, um, but that was a well-played shift for me. So, you know, I've been, um, I've been trying to shift my focus uh, into building confidence. And I'm, I'm sort of the kind of person that gets bewildered easily. I don't have the same temper that I had as a kid, not even the same temper I had five years ago. Um, But I get, I get confused and bewildered when things don't go my way. And I don't necessarily mean if I get unlucky, I mean, unlucky shit happens, whatever. But when I, when I start, missing and I don't know why it's happening and I can't feel anything. Mm-hmm. I sort of, I get into a downward spiral pretty quick and that can be, that's sort of the, maybe that's the next frontier for me is to develop some systems, some skills, some ways of dealing with that. I can only guess that, you know, given how you were a bit up and down in the, in the qualifying, how you really just had the two big scores and then the six games that were kind of okay. Did you feel, did it feel easy to just sort of laugh off the little blips? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, because, and I think that had a lot to do with my early 400. Um, It's, I never felt like my back was against the wall. I always was on pace. I was always high and I wasn't really watching the board, but you know, your scores, I'm 257, 400. I had a couple 230s, 240s and a 321. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in really good shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then game six was a bad game for me, but I, pl- I struck out, I think I had spare and nine strike 10, 11, 12 for a 238. And I'm like, right. uh, brought that back to stay above the pace. And, uh, and I kind of thought 400, the last two. And unfortunately that's just not a good way to think. I was tensed up. I plowed a few more times, uh, probably missed a spare too. And, um, and maybe missed the head pin a couple of times, but, um, I was in good spirits. Like I, I did not let, and, and that's something that's plagued me for years is my temper and it's caused me to, uh, overreact, get mad, uh, lose focus also give up like there's times right. I just give up like it's just and you shared a little bit about your own um deal with being bewildered there's times if I'm missing um missing or plowing I just get I don't want to try to I I just 
I'll, I just, my game goes terrible and I start trying different lines, trying to speed up or, and it just gets from bad to worse. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say other than <laughs> I found a zone and it worked. And then it's interesting. I'm so into, I've only bowled four games since and I bowled really well um, those next four. And it just feel right now. It just feels easy. And uh, I like that feeling. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you have it. I, I, that certainly didn't happen to me. Um, you know, I, I went down here and bowled eight games along with you folks on the Friday afternoon. And it was just, I was, uh, I was bad and unlucky and those two do not go well together. And I, after about the second game, I was already thinking like, wow, I just, my body does not want to do anything right today. I guess today's not my day. Let's just finish it out and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I definitely was not in that frame of mind to be able to laugh things off. I think I just, by around the third game, I felt numb and then I just wanted to get through it and I couldn't shake that. I've been there. Like, I'll tell you, there's times where, you know, while I've shared, I shared with some people on the last podcast, like I, I went to Regina three times right since 2015, 20, kind of, I think I moved, I was in London, 2015, 2016. So 2017, 2018, 2019, three years of tournaments. I went to Regina three times, Edmonton once left or Red Deer once and Calgary once. So six money tournaments and I missed every cut twice. I was really close. Other times I might average 250, 245, whatever. Um, I was discouraged and you start second guessing your, am I good enough? Can I do it? Yeah. Um, and then you like, and then I went to like, I I'm still in awe that I won a tournament. I'd never won one before. Um, not something like this. I've won many different kinds of tournaments, but not one of the main circuit cash tournaments. Right. Um, I I'm, I'm really surprised <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised these bowlers like this top 16 like Dexter Tim Sylvan Adam Len Greg Mitch like not to like Bradley Tiggett Rich like deep yeah. Martin, they're Kerry Kreitz are you kidding me Evan with these guys are great bowlers and Jordan yeah. Schultz, I know has won a tournament the only people like I didn't know Jordan, but I knew he's a good bowler. Colton was a young guy from Winnipeg, but a great shooter. And the only guy that I'd never heard of was Colton and Pat Ryan. And they're yeah. both great bowlers. Like um, it, like Pat came out of the gates flying. He had uh, he had 800 his first three. Um, this I played Colton in the second match. He destroyed me. Colton had uh, 850 his first three. Yeah. It, almost 1200 his first four um yes. there's no easy like that was a really deep 16 yeah so you you mentioned that you've had this sort of this feeling of of um self-doubt um i'm sure we've all gone through it there are you know even the ones of us even i was gonna say the ones of us but that's not i shouldn't include myself in this <laughs> Even those who have had uh, tremendous success early or young, um, 
you know, at some point, I mean, unless you are the very best, at some point, the rest of the world catches up to you, things change, your situation changes, and, um, and you don't feel nearly in control as you were before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, we talked a little bit before we really started rolling. You told me some of the, the stories behind some of that for you. So when you think back to that self-doubt more recently, you know, you talked about the six, the six tournaments in a row, not making a cut over three years and thinking, you know, is the, does this signal the end for me? Am I done? Is this as far as, you know, is this where the train gets off? Am I now just the guy who hangs around to be around the folks, but isn't really part of the conversation? Um, did any of that change before you walked into this, before you walked into this autumn open or was it just in a sense, it almost seems perverse to say good luck that you had a year and a half where you didn't have to think about how you were performing at tournaments because there were no tournaments to perform at. And then by the time you got back to one, you're like, Hey, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be anywhere. I'm happy to be competing again. And we're just going to see what happens. Wow. What was that what was that feeling for you? I never thought of it that way, but that's a good point. Um, you know, just before COVID, I'd made the, I think they call it Middlesex Elgin, but it's kind of London, St. Thomas open team. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been whatever, the end of 2019 or, or it was January 2020. I think we had our roll-offs. Yep. And 20 games, I bowled really well. I fin- think I finished second. And, um, and then a month later, bowling was done, right? Okay. Like March, we were done. So didn't think about bowling. Uh, I did in the summer of 2020, I did, um, I guess I did go bowl some games with Len Anseth at his home bowling alley. And I can't, we bowled a lot of games, don't remember, but I, felt pretty good for not bowling from like, and keep in mind the pandemic, you kept thinking maybe next month, maybe right. next month yes. bowling. And so we bowled and we went golfing and um, felt pretty good that when I bowled with Len and then that would have been probably around August of 2020. So then I didn't bowl till the, well, here's another funny story. I put my name down for the autumn open before the first week of league. First week of league, I shot 880 for four and I didn't have my shoes off. And I messaged Mark Miller, I'm take my name out of the automobile. Oh, wow. Three weeks before the tournament, I told him to, I, I told him take my name out. And I was trying to figure out how to quit the league. And I'd just been drafted by a young kid in Calgary here. And I, I was trying to come up with a scenario how I could quit the league. And then the ne- next week, I shot like 1180 for four. Right. I didn't have my shoes off. I was messaging Mark Miller. Can I get my, and it was almost full. Can I get my name back on the list? <laughs> and uh, he said, yes. And then the week before the autumn open, I shot 960 for four. So I, but I, I didn't have expectations coming in. Well, here's, here's what I told my family. I said, I'm bowling this tournament. I will be home for Thanksgiving dinner Sunday night. Um, I, I go, I can maybe make the forties. That would be a success, but I have almost no chance of making the sixteens. I'm not good enough. Um, so that's the mindset I went, I, that's what I told my family. And that, 
that's how I felt. I felt good enough to make the forties, not good enough to make the sixteens. So I spend a bit of Saturday with my family and I tell them, listen, I've made the forties now. Um, but there's, I go, it would be a long shot for me to make the sixteens. So I go Sunday morning and I, I really bowled a nice eight game block. Yeah. I and finish strong too. Yeah. And, uh, and I just found something. And so then that's from 8.30 till 1. I have a three-hour break. So I drove to my, my parents, my sister, my nieces and nephew were all together. And I drove there and told them I made it. Right. And, um, and so I spent about an hour with them. And my leg was so sore. I had, to, I, I had about four or six a leave. And, uh, and I had K-tape on my thigh. Uh, frame three of game one of the second eight round I was hobbling like like this and I took two more a leave and I asked Adam Weber for some k-tape and a few about an hour later it started feeling good um and so then I, I told my parents I made the 16s and I could see them getting a little excited and I just right. said I am not good enough to win. I go, I can finish in the middle. A successful tournament for me now, it's already been successful. If I finish middle of the pack, I'll feel pretty good. And uh, so I looked at the payout and I go, I think eighth, I might've just deleted it. I think eighth, you got a thousand dollars or something like that. Let's see if I still have that. Yeah, I don't know if I can find it here quick. Oh, here it is. So, um oh no it was six paid our total yeah well if you finished ninth you you totaled 11 yeah, i see it here 1100 for ninth yeah so, so ten, middle of the pack you're 11 1200 and that's I, I go i can do that i go i'm pretty sure i can do that and my leg was sore in the morning but it felt good at this time so i didn't know that how well i could finish 15 games I sat down three times in 15 games. All I did is walk, walk, walk. Oh, walk. I'm like that too. I, I don't like to sit when I'm bowling. Yeah. So I just, I just didn't sit down. I didn't give myself, my, my body, my old body chance to <laughs> tense up. And, and then I come out of the gate eight bagger game yeah. one. Carrie goes up strike. I go double. He goes double. I go double. He goes double. I go double. He goes strike. And then he hit his, on a six bagger i think he had a 12 count right. and um i'm out of the gate with a 393 plus my 50 443 right so once again you've got to have that feeling of i just got a head start this is yeah. this is yeah i feel good yeah. and i have no expectations i'm not expecting to win this thing like so, i'm i'm literally not going in expecting to win and that was going to be my next question because, you know, conventional wisdom says that you did not take a very, um, uh, your, your mental approach, the way you described it going into the 16s is not what the textbooks recommend. Yeah. So how, this might be hard for you to answer, how how can you distinguish or what did it feel like to you to have those thoughts, which on the surface seem negative or at the very least um, insufficiently self-confident? 
How did that feel to you when you were saying to yourself, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to win or I'm not good enough to win or, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. I told my family, I'm just not, I'm pretty sure I used the words not good enough to win. So right. That struck me when you, when you said yeah. that the first time. Yeah. I, I think I worded that way, or it was definitely like, don't expect me to win or something like right. that. That's a big difference. So don't expect, yeah, 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 yeah. Me don't expect me to can feel like let's take the pressure off. But um, yeah. So why yeah. shouldn't we be sitting here saying, Carrie, you were just screwing yourself mentally. Don't do that. But I, I just had a peace and a calmness. All I, I, I was never nervous. Um, I was confident that first of all, I also didn't know if my body would hold up. Right. Um, I, I had never made this, this, I've never done this in ever like bowl this many games, but not for years and years and years, Yeah, not in the body I'm in now. Um, so it was, and, and I bowled a pretty poor, I came off of opening with a 393. My next game was not good. I had some plows, some misses and Colton beat me, but then I went on a run like games, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12. What is that? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I bowled 10. I, I think I averaged up until game 12. I think I was averaging 300. So game, oh, yeah. first 12 games, I think I was averaging 300. Um, and, and then I fell. Oh, and then game 13, I wear contacts. My eye got my my right eye got so dry I couldn't even see out of it. I I was bowling Greg DeGranzia and I said Greg I go I can't see out of my right eye I got to go to the bat I'm not trying to do anything and slow you down but I got to go work on my contact. The first three frames I I was bowling with one eye right and um, played around with so I had contact solution with me played around it was bad for about the next three frames and then it worked itself out um and I was kind of in that match I think and Greg kind of had the lead the whole way where was that game 13 I just come off bowling down but he only beat me by 47 263 216 yeah and he had the lead the whole way but I think in there somewhere I threw a double and he opened and so you never know and then I plowed or missed or whatever but I like I knew like I can't tell you games three four or five I just was bowling good and I was watching the scores like I would watch I jumped from fourth to second to third to first and I just kept looking and I just kept walking and Danny Gumbach was standing behind me in game 13 and he said Carrie you're you stopped walking he goes, and I was tired. I, I right. remember game 13, I was tired and I was a little worried about my contact. And he, and Danny said, you should keep your routine, start walking again. And that was near the end of game 13. And then I bowled a good game 14. I think I played Tim Wiseman game 14. And I kind of, I just kind of had the lead the whole way. He was always one frame behind. So I had a 285 and then, and then, like I said, game 15, everyone really carry was carry was 230 behind me. Bradley ticket was only a hundred behind me, but yeah. he just never, and he was right beside me. 
and he rich had the lead from frame one and bradley struck so or bradley was struggling so i never had any heat on me and i bowled terrible anyway because i put a right. bunch of heat on myself so you're, you're right conventional wisdom it's just hard to explain i knew i was bowling good but i just didn't like how can i talk about winning when i haven't hadn't made a cut in six turns well keep in mind the years before i quit bowling 15 years before that 12 years so i hadn't made a cut in probably 20 years right so like how can i say like it would be a, absurd for me to say i'm gonna come in and win this tournament yeah i think i can i think i can understand that i mean I, you know i know that in my in the mental work that i've been trying to do to increase like i just spent a lot of time trying to calm down and then i feel like i kind of got a little bit too numb and now in the last couple of years i've been trying to bring confidence back in and i don't want to lie to myself i you know i had a great conversation with you know with um taylor michelle um i got a chance to to you know study a little bit at the taylor michelle school of of uh mental toughness uh, there are some elements of that that I love, but I don't think it's quite me. I don't think I can walk in there with that feeling of, I'm just going to destroy all these people. And I don't know why these people are even here. What makes them think that they can, that, you know, that, that they can touch me. Uh, I'm just going to steamroll them and it's going to be fine. Because I think that when, you know, <laughs> when the first punch lands, uh, reality is going to hit me real quick. And I just, I don't like, I just don't think that that works for me. I don't think that's a way that I can think. I think there's, there's a lot of not caring about what other people think that I want to take from Taylor and from people who think you know, along those same lines. But I, I, I but like you, I don't think I'm the kind of person who's going to be able to walk in there and um, pump myself up with what seems like entirely unrealistic expectations. Well, that, there's a fine line there. Yeah. JB, I could care less what anyone thinks about me professionally, personally. Like, I, I really, and people can talk about me behind my back. It, that's up to them. And I don't care to even know. Like, I, I've, in my 20s, I would say I, would, I really wanted to be liked by everyone. I've just had this huge journey, my personal journey. I, um, it's nice to, I try my hardest to be cordial and get along with everyone, but I could really care less if someone doesn't like me. Um, and that's up to them. And I'm not going to try to gain their acceptance. Um, and in bowling, I've bowled long enough and I'm well-known enough. I don't feel uncomfortable in any setting, but I didn't feel like, I did not like, and it would be fair to say, not only did I not feel like one of the top bowlers, they wouldn't have looked at me as one of the top bowlers. Like, it's funny. I did the podcast in April of 2020. So about a month after COVID and uh, Danny Gumbach and I were kind of the guest speakers. And at that time, Adam, the two wise men's, the two wise men's, that's funny. Um, Adam, the two wise and Carrie did the podcast and Adam made a comment uh, saying we were talking about our glory days, me and Danny and bowling. And he said, and Adam made a comment. Yeah. When you guys used to be relevant in bowling and, uh, and he was right. We had, yeah. we hadn't been relevant and we hadn't bowled anything. So um, I'm not trying to impress anyone on the lanes. 
but I also now there's this perspective, like Mm -hmm. it's, I know when I'm at my best, I'm as good as all of them. I've just never proved it. So if you haven't proved it in so long, how do you think, like, if you asked the autumn open was two weeks ago or two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, if you put those 16 names on a list, including mine, and asked me to bet on myself to win, that just wouldn't be a wise bet. <laughs> right. right now, no, I'm with you. A guy like Adam or Mitch or Len or Greg, Dexter, Bradley, Carrie, there's half of them that have won, maybe more than half. Tim, Mitch, Greg, Jordan, Len, Adam, uh, Carrie, Dexter, and Bradley. I think yeah. at least eight of them have won big money tournaments and some of them multiple. And maybe more on this list that I don't know, but I think Jordan had won one as well. So um, that's until you do it. Now, I must say, but to go back, I all in my 20s, I never won one of the big four tournaments, but I always felt good enough. And there was twice I had deep runs into the fours in Regina and KG in Saskatoon when they had that tournament. And then there was once in Winnipeg, I did pretty good, but I felt good enough. But I, a lot of times I would get in my own head with my temper, miss a corner spare, or get tapped on a good shot. And I would let it affect me moving forward. And that just didn't happen in this tournament. But it, I, I attribute it all to good starts. Like I was never, I never had pressure on me. The 400 in game two, I coast, I bowled good enough. Things were going my way. I never had any real pressure. I started the next shift with 311. I had 820 or something, my first three, maybe 850. And I just bowled well. And then I started my first game of the 15s with 393. So I got out of the gates. But but I think, JB, I really think this is going to help me moving forward. Like, I just feel like I'll be, uh, be able to persevere through tough times better because I've gained some perspective and some success. But who knows? Proof will be in the pudding. Absolutely. I, I'm also kind of the kind of person that can, um, that can coast pretty well after a good start. And as long as I don't start getting into some bad luck, then, you know, I can, I can finish almost as well as I started, but I noticed that for me, um, letting go of a bad start, especially if it's genuinely a bad start, not merely unlucky. I mean, unlucky happens, but genuinely a bad start seems to be something really hard for me to bounce back from, to just say, okay, well, you know, sometimes your two shitty games are at the beginning. Sometimes they're at the end. Sometimes they're somewhere in the middle. It's fine. You still got six games left. Go get them. I have a lot of trouble with that. Well, and I'll tell you, I had most of my career, but when I think back to my last competitive tournament before this was the 2019-2020 London zone open roll-offs, yeah. there was about 30 competitors. My first game, I shot 144, and I was in last place. Mm-hmm. I was in last, you know, it's 20 games. 
Um, but I was in last and I was really disappointed. It was at my home house. I expected that five, we bowled four bowling alleys, four or five game blocks. Yeah. I expected to kind of be in the top three. I fought my way back to maybe 10th after the first five games. Um, then we went to a really tough house in London and score wise, I bowled terrible but it was so tough. People were complaining and losing it. And I held my perspective and I knew it going in that um, people would hate it. And I just hit the head pin, made my spares, picked my wood. And I moved up to about probably third or fourth, maybe, maybe fourth or fifth. And uh, day two, I think I opened the first six or seven frames aces head split head pin three pin pitch plow on the second ball i was furious i turned to jim thorpe i said i'm leaving i'm i'm, I'm taking my shoes off and freaking leaving and uh i was just i was shaking mad that i'd opened seven in a row next nine games i bowled well and i think i finished second third for sure but 144 my first game last place 11th game about a 150 or 160 dropped me back down after working my way up and uh happened to persevere <laughs> so but i think it's age for me jb i yeah. think it's maturity a bit and i'm not overly mature but a lot more mature than i used to be well so you mentioned perspective and and rather than ask you sort of how you gained that perspective because i'm actually not i uh you know that's an interesting story. We talked a little bit about that before, you know, mm -hmm. before we, we turned the recording on. Um, but for me, I'm curious, genuinely curious, what that perspective feels like to you. So when you're in a moment like that, where, you know, you're, you're on your sixth or seventh open in a row, or you just see that you put up a 144 and now you have this hill to climb. In the moment when the perspective kicks in, let's say, what does that feel like for you? How do you, how do you notice that? What does it feel like? What do you say to yourself? What do you hear? Well, I'm definitely, I'm an emotional guy and I'm very self-critical. And a lot of times I'll just say, you're a loser. You're shitty. Um, you're, you're like, why are you even bowling? You're terrible. I even said, I even made comments like that to myself just Monday night at league. I shot mm -hmm. 1090 for four and there was about three or four frames that I just was cursing myself. <laughs> um, but the, as I've got older, the 20 game thing, and I've, just after doing some of them, it's just, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, you, but you just, for me, it's always been, listen, hit the head pin, make your spares, clean your wood, don't throw any balls away, stay focused, and just battle your way back. And uh, that's easy to say is that as you start doing it, it feels good. It actually feels like I like starting with a 400. I like that and never having a bunch of pressure now, but at the end, I felt bad how I finished with 428 my last yeah. two. 
starting with a 144 and having all the pressure on you sucks, but it sure is rewarding after 20 games of persevering and finishing second or third. So it's a couple different ways. It's interesting. And I'm, I don't think about these things. I'm an in the moment guy and I'm a, I am overwhelmed with overwhelmed with thankfulness of where my life is and this bowling tournament, the autumn open. Like I just, I'm, I've always felt I'm good enough to win, but sure did not expect to win. And uh, I, I think the, the stars aligned. I bowled well and lots of I got lots of breaks things broke my way um and I'm just really really thankful for that I'm just it I've been in bowling alley since I was two years old I've bowled with these guys like Doug and Kevin Clark and Len Anseth and Lonnie Akers they've all won tournaments these are guys I did YBC with and I hadn't won anything and um so it feels good to kind of be in that category now and um perspective for me it just it comes with age but also here's something i think is really important sleep is big for me um i need my sleep i need six to eight hours that seven hours is a good really good for me but if i start getting four or five which the week of the tournament, I was running pretty low on sleep. Like I think I was averaging about five and a half hours a night. And there's times just looking at that weekend on my Fitbit. Yeah. I, uh, I did not sleep good that weekend and probably nerves like, um, the Saturday night, like I go to bed at 10, 10 30, I'm asleep pretty much every night. I did nothing Saturday. I didn't fall asleep till two in the morning. And um, because I was nervous about Sunday. So I came in to um, uh, Sunday morning with very little sleep. Um, for Yeah, I had, uh, what was that? I fell asleep. Yeah, I like, I if I have, that's a, I'm just looking at the hours I slept in some other cases, how little I got for the sleep I need could have caused me to have a terrible attitude. And, um, it ended up by supernatural peace. I had the whole weekend. <laughs> I can't explain it. I really can't. On the one hand, I, I, I feel glad that you had it either way. On the other hand, I'm a little bit annoyed that you can't explain more how it happened because that's the stuff that we want to bottle and figure out how to get for ourselves. But, you know, that's often how these things are. I think back to, you know, the one tournament cut that I made in, uh, in 2019, and I don't remember much about it either. I don't remember much about how I felt. I just looked up and kept shooting 260, and it, it worked. Okay, great. Keep going and see what happens. I'm a really glad that you had that experience of that, that calm and staying in the moment. Um, that is, uh, that is something that I am gradually improving at and all I can do is keep going and hope that, uh, hope that it gets better. 
Well, a term I heard from a few people now, and I think I heard it from Len Anseth, but I think he said he heard it from Jennifer Baker. You can't fake confidence. And um, confidence is a weird thing because you can have it and have it and have it. And I had it all weekend until the 31st game of the third frame where I put it through the hole, through the hole. I went from being fully confident to in panic mode in the matter of five seconds. Yeah. It's the battle of the mind is what it is. And um, you need to be able to take those thoughts captive. It, it's like you're a quarterback in the NFL, you throw an interception, you got to leave it alone. Even if it's a bad pass or unlucky through throw a tip, like, we're all human and we can all have bad frames. And I have been guilty of letting that hang on to those mistakes or bad frames for far too long. But in this tournament, I did not. And I think it's going to help me in the future. I really, really feel. And when I think back to my last tournament before this was the, was the opened in London. And I put together a good 20 games and held my perspective pretty good so i'm kind of on the the upswing i think mentally and fortunately my my i'm probably not as good as i once was but my mental part of my game is way better than it used to be well i have to tell you carrie gratitude and perspective sounds like uh sounds like a hell of a powerful combination so i'm glad it came together for you and that it uh, helped you get to this first win yeah. Um, thanks so much for your time. And uh, it's been great to hear what went on through your mind through all of this and to get even a little bit more into the nitty gritty of how the results went. Um, it was, I have to say, this is really getting me feeling even more ready. I'm hoping that travel is going to be uh, safe enough in uh, February to try to hit Timmins and Regina back to back. And if I can do great. that, then. Um, That'll be, that'll be my chance to see what I can do the next time I get out in front of a big crowd. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, JB. Have you been out to any of the Western Canadian boy? No, this I've been trying for years. And in fact, just before, uh, just before the pandemic hit, I literally had had plans to go out and spend a couple of weeks uh, in and around Edmonton and just hang out with those guys and let them coach me for a little bit. And um, those plans went up in smoke. So I'm just hoping that maybe those plans have been delayed by three years. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you can hear me, I'm coming. It's just yeah. going to be later than I expected. Well, um, be wonderful if you could come yeah. to Regina this year. That's, that's my hope. So we're now we're just, we're just hoping that the travel is going to be uh, going to be sane enough to be able to do that. Well, I've actually wanted to go to Timmins. And when I was living in London, we were talking about going to Timmins and then the pandemic hit. So yeah. um, so Timmins is the week before Regina? Yeah. Or a couple of weeks before? It's the one week before, yeah. Awesome. At least that's when it usually is. So yeah. we'll see what the Ontario government cooks up for us. Yeah, no doubt. Well, hey, thanks for having me on, JB. Yes. It's a real pleasure. All right. Thanks very much, Kerry. Okay. Take care. Bless you, buddy.